Okay, with Melanie Green, Sapphire, Alien Seed, Southern Clay is the short dance film. She is the writer, and you are the star of the film. I guess you're the you're the you're the dancer in the film, correct? Correct. <clears throat> so <clears throat> Emma Colton was the director of the film. You wrote it. When did you kind of come up with this idea for for this dance film? And I want to say, is it fair to say to call it a time traveling dance film? Is that a fair uh, summary of your film? Yes, that's a fair assessment. Um, fantastic. Well, thank you for doing this interview. Um, what can I say? I would say I started thinking about the film before 2020 um, because it started, the Sapphire character started off as a performance work that I started to build in 2016. Okay. And as I was building it as a live performance, I started to dream about other ways that this character could live in different artistic mediums that I also had an interest in. So um, in addition to the film, there are uh, three graphic novels that are like a sh are short stories that are also a different look into this character. So it's been uh, it's been seeding for a while. Oh, wow. And so when so then when did you realize like the great thing about this film is that it's there forever. Right. So it's mm -hmm. it's documented. Your sapphires do do documented. You are so people can watch this for the next hundred years of their lives or, for, or and then and then some. So that's. That's the great thing about the dance film medium, I guess. Correct. And then that's another thing to think about is like, as an artist, my thing was, how does this, how does this character exist differently or what different conversations are she, is she having depending on the medium? So the perform, if you go to a live performance of the work, it is very different than what we're able to do and capture in film, which is very different than what we're able to sort of execute inside of the, the writing world. 100%. Okay, so then you, did you write a script? Like, um, like, was the next step is like, okay, I know you've done, like, you've done this performance, and you know, this character, but in terms of the film itself, did you kind of write like a, a plot point script of the of the dance? Yes, we did. And, um, and also just being mindful that it had to be also in reference to, again, the other mediums that the world exists in. Yeah. So that was sort of the fun part of writing the script of, um, if we add these elements in, do these elements also show up in the writing and or the live performance? And if so, like, how can this give us a different um, perspective on a particular theme or an idea? So like, for instance, in the film, you see like a shedding or a releasing, that type of theme shows up in the performance, but in a different way. So um, in writing it, we, it was like, it was really intentional to, to um, consider like how, how it how it's just how is it connected? Gotcha. And then when did uh, Emma come on board the project? Emma came on board around 2021, I believe. And um, you know, when COVID happened, I was like, well, actually, this is a great moment to really um, invest in this particular part of the project because uh, for me, the work didn't exist in like a Zoom format or the way like a lot of um, I was seeing a lot of work happening in the dance world. And so I was like, all right, let's start looking at the film. And so Emma came on about 2021. And what's fantastic about Emma is that she's also, or has been a practicing dancer. So it was great to have that eye as well as her directorial um, approach on it. And then she, she, she directed dance films before? Yes. Okay. So you had that experience. Um, so, okay. So then the, what about the music? Was the music already in place before you started filming? No, um, it's like three composers later, um, I had the opportunity to work with Louis, who actually saw the film and then composed the, the music 
to the film after it was shot. So um, I, and what I did was I had a playlist that I used during the, the shooting of the film, which gave the sort of vibe and the intention of the work. Sure. And so I shot that with Louis. And so I used that to sort of inspire what was happening when we were filming. And then he came in and sort of created the interpretation that you hear now. Gotcha. Okay, so the movie's 16, 16 minutes. The first four minutes is, I guess, like the birth of your character or how would you describe it? Yeah, the birth of the character. Sounds good. Uh, is that is that a correct interpretation though, or like, or she's she's traveled from another land, or? Yeah, it's almost like she's waking up, and yeah. um, and so it's one of those questions of um, how long has she been there? Is she birthing? Is she, is she just landed? Yeah. So it's a yes and. Yes and okay, and tell me about the costume itself. Like that that was you inside the costume. Yes. Yes. So when was that designed? How and how, like when was that set up? When was that designed? Um, that was actually a costume that I found online. But um, again, like uh, with the thinking about sort of birthing and shedding and coming into the work, um, it made sense for me. Like there, throughout several of the scenes, you'll see there's reference to an animal of some sort, and there's also reference to nature. So the first scene, there's reference to a snake. Um, there's not so much in the second scene, but the third scene, you have the ram horns because I'm an Aries, shout out to, to Aries. And then um, and then the fourth there, there's the feathers, right? So um, each scene is sort of, is, is referencing both elements and animals inside of them. So uh, when thinking about like, oh, who is this character and who is she, who, what kind of elemental things is she in conversation with? Um, I definitely thought of the snake. I would love to have a snake in the live performance, but we haven't gotten there yet. Go for it. Why not? Yeah. Long as it's not poisonous, right? You know, long as it's not poisonous. I, or, yeah, or fangs removed. But that's kind of not humane. Long as it's not poisonous, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. What was that movie? Uh, oh, my God. Not Desperado. It was a Robert Rodriguez film where Sal Salma Hayek, like, danced on a snake. Right. Was that Desperado? No, it was another Rodriguez film with George Clooney. I can't remember the film though. And, and Tarantino was in it too. Oh my God, Dust for Dawn. I just got a Dust till Dawn. Oh, with the vampires. Yeah, and she she danced with the snake, right? She yeah, had the dance yeah. sequence with the snake. Oh my gosh, so Desperado is, is like on Netflix right now. I'm like putting it in the queue. Oh, I want to okay. see how well it holds up. That's good. It's probably before your time too, right? That was like the, the great oh. 90s uh, kind of like let's have fun movies. No, it was during my time. I, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. Well, you, you seem, okay. Well, that that's a, maybe you'll take that as a compliment then. I do. Okay. So the next scene is uh, you're you're in a, in a bathtub of, of beads, I guess. Right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Tell us about that, like creating that setup. So I am, I recently moved from New York to New Orleans. And one of the important things for me is to reference the location that I am present in. And so the beads are actually Mardi Gras beads. And so um, thinking about like, again, how this character is in conversation with the land that, that I am occupying currently and what kind of influences show up in there, um, there was this desire to like, let's see if we can fill a bathtub up with Mardi Gras beads and what, like one, I'm as a, as a performer, I'm so interested in obstacle and like how the body has to physically uh, be in, in, in sort of conversation with navigating objects. Yeah. Um, so 
the, it was like, so I, that's the thing. So I love, I love creating like obstacle courses for myself inside of performance so that there are real time reaction to what's happening. And it's not a uh, plan per se. So mm -hmm. like, like what I always love to say is instead of me performing exhaustion, let's get to exhaustion. So the beads were uh, a way of, of playing as a performer, but then also referencing being in New Orleans and embracing and and learning more about the culture of particularly Mardi Rock because that's huge here and what it means and just bathing in that history and bathing in that information. Gotcha. That's yeah. Okay. I, I, so didn't you, did you prepare for it though? Like, did you at least like before you started shooting, you were in a bathtub of beads for a while and kind of figured out the choreograph? No, no, no. no. I had an idea of what I was going to try to move, but yeah. once we got to the, the real, and it was raining because it was outside. So again, that also added another element of like yeah. water from above while, you know, referencing water from below. It's like, it was just, it was a really fun scene to do. And then the, the beads were super heavy, super heavy. They must've been. Yeah. So the next scene is almost like you're, you're speaking of New Orleans. It's New Orleans, it's like you're inside of, of a home, but it's got that New Orleans kind of vibe to it. That art mm -hmm. direction, kind of that old style, kind of like, the Cajuns back in the day? Yeah, I love Southern architecture. And yeah. um, and so in this scene, I wanted to reference both architecture and then also, so it's interesting is like every scene is both a conversation with the land that, that the work is happening in. And then also like, and how would Sapphire be in relationship to this? And so um, having it, having this, this like these row of mirrors inside the foyer, thinking about like, this is the first room you would enter into a home yeah. and using the mirrors as a way of just sort of um, referencing or or trying to see see something that is unseen inside of that space. Where did you shoot that? Everything was uh, shot on site at um, a beautiful performance space called Wonderland. And so they, they um, post performances and then also films and, but it's an actual beautiful historical home that the owner opens up to artists to create work inside of. So you you, they had like, like the clocks and the, the globes you have in your art direction that, that was already there. Some of it was there. The mirrors, some of the mirrors were there. Some of them we had to source also the fourth <laughs> scene we had to source. Um, but again, it's like when I, when we did site visits, we're like, okay, so this material already exists. How can we add to, or will we need to move things? Mm -hmm. gotcha. And what about, what about your costume? Who Who's designed your costume? I did. Okay. So that again, was a comp, that was a <laughs> reference to, um, um, so it, it was like a crocheted piece up top that I crocheted because uh, it's another form that I really enjoyed being in. And yeah. Um, yeah, so just thinking about like how to take some 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 elements that are familiar and shift them a, a bit. So that was a that was a my design. Yeah, that's well, that's a that's a good call for like it's like art art. Uh, I'm gonna say that what you said again is elements that are familiar but shifted a little bit. I guess right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you you design. I'm assuming you designed your hair, your hairstyle as well. Yes. I mean, I had someone do my hair, but it yep. was, it was my choice to, to be, because usually with the work, I have this, uh, this Afro, which when you put headpieces on it, it also alters like 
the way a silhouette looks. So thinking about what that particular, that, that hallway mirror scene, and that's why we had that silhouette at first so that you see this sort of a silhouette that like you're not really quite sure where, what's coming from what, but that it reveals itself to see, oh, I can see the arms, I see legs, I see that, you know, what is making the shape, which okay. was a, a nod to this amazing artist, Kara Walker, who plays with these very grotesque silhouettes. And it seems like you're like, uh, you're, you're, you or your character, you're aware of the camera sometimes. Like you, you sometimes there's a couple of shots where you look exactly, you look right into the camera. Yes. Yes. Um, what can I what can I say more about that? Um, yeah, there's there's a, a question of, of voyeurism, but also being really intentional about obstructing and questioning, particularly like a male gaze. And so for this, it was really important to be intentional about she gets to decide what you see when and whether or not she refers to you or not. Gotcha. And what about the near the end of the background? You got the what is that in the like you have like the language, I guess, like cities or like areas, like you know what I'm talking about? You have the flowers and you're there's kind of like the the background, it's like there's like kind of like a almost like a bus station kind of like of like cities and places. Oh, in the fourth scene? Yeah, the last scene. I think the last scene of the film. Yes. Um that actually is it's a, a pretty it's pretty heavy text actually and it's it's something that I pulled in from the performance um which are the names of uh it was it was pulled some of it was pulled from Ida B. Wells Red Book and so it's the names of women who were hung in the United States of America okay. and trans women and so um and that's why there was at the beginning of that scene there are book titles those are all um black female writers um and so that that scene was sort of a, a respect and an homage to um, the souls that were lost, particularly of Black women um, in the United States. Mm -hmm. So this is why there's the bird, the reference to the bird, something of soul, I'm thinking of flight. Also, this is happening in a living room setting, which traditionally in the South, uh, way back in the day, that was a space where you would view bodies. Yeah. In homes. And then it shifted. Um, so again, bringing in um, historical references and nods um, to, because this character also, again, she is moving through moments and figuring out, um, I like to say she is our future, we are her past. So she is the descendant of um, a, a strong Black female lineage. So she's like, she's coming back to sort of understand how she came to be. And so yeah. she's sort of like checking things out and trying to understand and translate them into what she now sees and understands in her future. So what did you think about, we brought the uh, audience to you. What did you think what the audience had to say about your film? Absolutely phenomenal. I'm, I'm so grateful for that feedback and, and thank you all for that, that offering. It gave me so much insight into how people are seeing it because it's one of these things as an artist that um, whether you love or hate the work, I think it's always super important to get it out into the world to see how it's being received. And so a lot of the feedback that I got um, either reminded me of some original intentions of the work or gave me some interesting things to think about. And this was one of the things I was a little fearful of with film because you were, as you mentioned at the beginning, it's, it's the permanence of it with performance. 
I, um, I do a lot of audience interaction. And what happens is as I'm building in the work, it sort of evolves and changes for who's in the room. So it's really a conversation with the folks that are there. Mm -hmm. And the more that it happens, the more it shifts and changes. So mm -hmm. even though I perform this work like maybe 17 times live, it's different every time because I want it to be in conversation real time. So for the film, um, what the feedback did, it was, was it gave me um, wanted some additional things to keep thinking about for this work. Yeah. It gave me new questions. And then it also reminded me that, you know, this work was built during a time of COVID when it was so much uncertainty that I really, at one point was like, I just want something. I want to create something that's joyful, that's uh, aesthetically pleasing to look at. And that is sort of indulges in pleasure and beauty because we were seeing so much of the opposite. And so one of the feedback that I, I got, I was like, they they sort of hinted to that. And I was like, oh, that's right. So it's one of those um, those inspirations or intentions for the work that kind of gets lost along the way. And so the feedback also helped remind me of some of the original goals and intentions of the work. Gotcha. Oh, that's, yeah. that's so cool. And what do you, are you, are you going to get the bug? Do you want to make another dance film? I do. I'm also so, I'm so interested in, in and music videos, like artistic music videos, again, of my time. You remember back in like MTV, you would go there and like, it was like quality. I'm thinking Aerosmith, like there was like a whole- Yeah, there was actual, actual music videos. Yeah, they don't- Yes, they don't I'm like, I'm so fascinated with artists doing that. Um, what I will say about dance film is I'm super interested in, in, in playing inside of this realm some more. And this work gave me so much to think about and also some new ideas to play with. So, you know, resources are available. I'm definitely down to play. Research, gotcha. And so you're you're based in New, New Orleans now. You're kind of like that's your your new home. It is. We're we're you know rooting here and figuring some things out. I'm originally from the South, and so for me, New Orleans was a beautiful blend of like Southern roots and then also a New York vibration. Yeah, it's the New York of the South, I guess, right? Feels like a little bit, but it is <laughs> such. It's so unique. It's so it's such. No, I meant in like in terms of the diversity and the culture and like and like yeah. people are getting stuff done. I guess right. The the mentality. Yeah, yeah. and and the spaciousness to do those things um, feels yeah. really general. All right. Well, let's talk again when the, your next film film is made. This is fantastic. And uh, yeah, congratulations. You're, it's a very, you're very brave in the film as well. Like you're just, you're like, you can tell that you're, you're, um, you're giving it your all. You're like, it's, it's like, a, it's a gutsy film in that, in that regard and and, and it paid off. So I hope that you're, you're proud of it. And, uh, and then I hope you, you keep making movies. I really appreciate that. And I look forward to continue to be in community with y'all. Cause you know, I'll say like, I don't, when I released the film, I didn't love it. But one of my friends was like, no, you don't have to love it to release it. Yeah. And, and again, it's like, once you've created a product now it's, it, you have to like sort of release it into the world and see what it wants to do and get new information from it. So thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you to your community. Thanks to all the, the people who reviewed it and yeah, we'll see you around. Yeah, there's a there's a cliche uh, that just to jump on what you just said, it's like you don't finish a film, you abandon it because it's like it's never going to be. Uh, you you just got to you just got to move on. You got to move on to something else, right? Give it to the audience. I love it. I'm putting it on my vision board right now. I love it. Thank you so much for that. All right, thank you. All right, that, on that note, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Take One, two, three, four, five, six.